0: coming up. And I want you to know that this wasn't a suggestion of God. <laughs> this wasn't an RSVP that they could, you know, deny. They, they could say, oh, well, I, I'm just not going. You know, no, 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 no. The, the God's judgment is not going to be that. It's going to be, no, you, you coming. <laughs> like, you can, you you're either going to be there because you willingly came or because you, <laughs> you came because you had to come, but in either case, you're gonna be there. The Bible's very clear. Every, every single knee will bow. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Are you aware of the world around you? To gain a genuine understanding of our surroundings, it is essential to view the world through the perspective of God's Word. Divert our attention from the distractions that distance us from him and lead a life infused with hope. Join Pastor Robert and his wife, Carolyn, as they delve deeper into the book of Joel to uncover these significant truths. Here's the third message in the series, A Call to True Hope, part one. It's important that we understand that God's people should not live as if we have no hope. Because through Jesus Christ, our hope is eternal. And we need to understand that. And and we also need to understand that God is going to restore his creation. And he's going to make all things new. And Joel was trying to get the message to them that they need to have hope. But true hope. True hope. And so we're going to talk about that today. So hopefully you're ready and have your outline and in whatever format you like. So um, there's a question, a couple questions that we want to ask today. The first is on your outline. Why did Joel call the people of Judah to true hope? Why did Joel call the people of Judah to true hope? And I want to give you a couple reasons why. Um, The first is because it was the only real option to endure God's judgment. There was nothing else that was viable. This was the only real option um, for them to, to understand this is a moment to have true hope. And we can't get through what God has promised to happen when he makes the crooked things crooked straight, when he makes wrong right, when he levels, when he evens the score, when justice is had, um, God's gonna do that. And look what Joel said here in Joel 2, 11 and 12. The Lord thunders at the head of his army his forces are beyond number, and mighty is the army that obeys his command. The day of the Lord is great. It is, a, it is dreadful, who can endure it? Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, weeping, and mourning. And Joel was pleading with the people that you need to understand just how serious how forceful, how unavoidable, how powerful the judgment of God is and is packaging it in the terms of an army that is beyond your number, that is mighty, and that on that day, it's going to be a dreadful day. And you're, what you ought to do is turn. In this case, he's saying return to God, because it, it won't be pretty. And so he's calling them to put your hope in God, and in God only, because nothing or no one else was going to give you that. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 39 7, but now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. My hope is in you. I was talking earlier when we were having some technical difficulties about the world we're living in. And it's crazy. And so we are not immune to calamities in the world and all this stuff. We're not immune to it. But as the brothers was talking this morning, we, and I share with you that regardless of all that, you know, we, we take some efforts to protect ourselves and um, try to keep ourselves out of harm's way but we can't do that completely. I think all, everybody has experienced some form of violation, <laughs> some form of offense, some form of, you know, folks just not doing something right. All of us can look at our lives and see that. And we're not immune to it just because we are uh, followers of Jesus Christ. And so we take steps to try to guard ourselves but at the end of the day we have to put our faith in god and 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 quite and in one thing about too when we go through calamity it reminds us hopefully it reminds us this is not home it's not home and we need to understand that i think sometimes we get too comfortable here and we need a little shake up we need a little reminder Stop stop worshiping this stuff down here, this temporal stuff. We got to stop worshiping it. We got to understand its place in all creation. And that it it this is not home, that one day God's gonna fix it. He's gonna write everything. And we ought to make sure that we are trusting in God and He's the true hope. Look what it says here in Romans 15:4. For everything that was written in the past. Was written to teach us so that through endurance, through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. We might have hope. So as we look at the book of Joel and the message from the book of Joel, uh, we it should encourage us, it should teach us to endure, to endure. Whatever it is we're going through, whatever we trouble, problems and issues, and we all have them. We all got something in our lives that's not quite what we want it to be. And that's going to always be the case. But we can say that it's well with our soul because of our relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord. And we need to make him the priority, the number one priority of our lives so that we can deal with all this stuff that's going on. So Joel wanted them, called them to True Hope, um, and 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 because it was the only real option. And the second reason, and um, why Joel called them to True Hope, because false hope was available too. There, there was a false hope out there. And I want to tell you today, it's available to you today to you too. And there's some things you can put your hope in that you can't really put your hope in. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? <laughs> there, there's there, there's some some entities, some people, some things that you can you can you can hope, you can make it your hope, but really you can't, because <laughs> it, it ain't it ain't the solution. And we got to understand that. So the same was true then it is now. Look what Joel said here in Joel 3, 11 through 12. He says, come quickly, all you nations from every side and, and assemble there. So Joel is a messenger; He's a prophet. He's given the message of God. And so he's speaking for God. God is saying all the nations, all y'all, all y'all other nations. Because we see, remember God, Joel is, is, is a prophet to God's people. And so he's talking about all the folks who ain't, who aren't God's people. <laughs> all right. So he's talking about them other po- people who have other hopes. He's talking about these other people who have other gods. He says, come and you better come quickly. All right. Cause, um, and from everywhere you need to come and assemble and verse 12, let the nations be roused. Let them advance into the valley of Jehoshaphat, for there I will sit to judge all the nations on every side. So this was speaking specifically for what was going at the time. So the valley of Jehoshaphat was a place of judgment, and he was going to bring all the nations that had done God's people wrong to this valley. And was gonna have judgment, and this was a shadowing type of the judgment that we're gonna see in the future. And God was calling them all there. And I want you to know that this wasn't a suggestion of God. It 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 it. it, it this wasn't an RSVP that they could you know deny. They, they could say, "Oh, well, I I'm just not going." You no, know, no, no, no. That's the that God's judgment is not gonna be that. It's gonna be no. You you coming? <laughs> like, you can you either gonna be there because you willingly came or because you <laughs> you came because you had to come, but in either case, you're gonna be there. The Bible's very clear: every every single knee will bow. It's, it's gonna happen. So it doesn't matter who your God is or what you're calling on, God's gonna judge, and he's calling all those with these other gods. These other false hopes, calling them to judgment. And God is saying, This is not an RSVP you can deny. You can't even put maybe on this one. <laughs> you coming. Okay. <laughs> you're coming. You're coming. Or uh, this is not a meeting notice that you're going to get, you could say tentatively. No, 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 no. You coming. God's going to judge. And this is the message, the same message that Joel is giving. God is calling us to give to our world today and what's going on with us. These are false hopes. People are hoping in things that's not hope at all. And there's really only one true hope. And that's our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus made it very clear on many occasions. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. And so I know um, there are some folks say, Chris, that's real arrogant of, of Christians believe that they're, uh, they're, the Christian way is the only way. Well, um, that's what our the one we serve says. It's not my words. It's not my choice. I didn't make that called, God made it, and we are serving Jesus Christ, so if it's good enough for him, the greatest human being that has ever lived, then um, it's good enough for me, and I believe him too, as, as he calls it, and so Christ is the way, and so we know through the scriptures and through the life that Christ lived that all those things listed are false hopes, their false hopes and I must say I I made one of those my hope or all of them my hope in some kind of way at some point in my life but I'm so glad that God got a hold of me and showed me the real truth and so that I can have hope in what is true hope. Amen and we thank God for that. The next question that we want to ask is why could Joel call the people of Judah to true hope. Why could he do that? We said, why did he? Now we saying, why could he even do it? Why was it even possible? And so I want to give you some reasons why. The first is because God is Merciful. God is merciful. If God wasn't merciful, it wouldn't even be possible. Because the scripture is very clear, Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death. We all, every single one of us, I don't care how cute you look today, should be dead. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't care how handsome you look today. I don't care how big your muscles are. How well your heart is pumping, every single one of us, according to God's word, should be dead. Because the wages of sin is death. Amen. And we all sin. And Romans 3:23 tell us that for all for we for all are, are have sinned against God and come fall short of his glory. All of us have sinned. In fact, some of y'all, some of us have sinned like an hour ago. <laughs> Not only have we sinned, we continue to sin. So all of us, I don't care how cute you are, you, you, you should have been, you should be dead. And then your next sin, dead again. <laughs> and then you sin again, dead again. Yeah, Really, it's just this, this is the reality. And I'm telling you this because this is important for us to understand because we think so highly of ourselves, especially when our muscles are tight and we cute. We think so highly of ourselves, but you should be dead and dead, 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 dead again because we're continuing to sin. It's important to understand that because what it does, it magnifies the importance and the value of the blood. That's, if, we don't, if we don't understand that, we don't understand the value of what Christ did on the cross. We are belittling the work of the cross if we don't understand how dead we ought to be. Right, right. And it's important that we, we grasp that, that I am a sinner, undeserving, and that's what mercy is, that God has mercy is God withholding what we rightfully deserve, and that's death. Rightfully, we deserve to die. But God held it back because he's merciful. And because of his mercy, Joel could call them the true hope. We are here today because of the mercy of God. That's why we sang that song earlier. You know, he said, nothing but the blood mercy we receive it and god promises mercy new mercies every single day every day and guess what we need them every single day he doesn't write And Jesus reiterated it when he gave what we call the Lord's, we call it the Lord's prayer, but it's really the disciples' prayers. But he said to pray every day for the daily bread and for your sins to be forgiven and for you to forgive the sins of others every day. That's how good God is. So Joel could make that claim. And look what it says here in Joel 2.13. He says, rend your hearts and not your garments to return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. And he relents from sending calamity. And look what it says. That's the New International Version. Look what the Common English Version says. Um, don't rip your clothes to show your sorrow instead turn back to me with with broken hearts I am merciful kind and caring I don't easily lose my temper and I don't like to punish we have a God who doesn't really like to punish us he would rather not and those of us who are parents we can understand that we don't we don't like having to punish our kids. We love them. You know, they look like us. <laughs> right? It's like, man, it's like, if I don't love I'm not loving me, right? It's like, no, look, those are my teeth. Look at it. You know, and, 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 and we don't want to punish them, but we know it's best for them. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. The damage that was done when everything was gone, God says, I'm going to repay you for that. I'm going to give that back to you. I'm going to restore you with what you lost. Y'all know that's that's a good God. That's a good guy. Anybody, anybody been there that you lost something and, was, and, and you found restoration. It, it, it got rectified. It, you, you got it back. Whatever it is you lost and you thought it was gone for good. It, it might have been a relationship that you got back. You know, you thought, you thought it was done. It was over. It was done. Uh, it might have been a job you lost. You got back. Um, you know what it's like to to be restored. Thank you for listening.